0: I do not permit women to teach nor usurp authority. That's Alexandria, and she knows, like, a few lines of a couple of camp songs. What about a duck?
1: <laughs> so my recall of these songs are so, so much better when I'm sober, for the record. When you ask me to walk three miles when I'm drunk, I will do it.
0: <laughs> and you'll tell me that there's a baby duck. I'm
1: like, yeah. You got it. That's Kira. And she found out what sun poisoning feels like.
0: <laughs> it's not
1: good. <laughs> Wear sunscreen. <laughs> Honestly.
0: Because <laughs> sometimes you say you're fine and then your face swells. <laughs> Public service announcement. I tried to tell her. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Overreaction, where we share our knowledge and react to different topics every week. Today, we are going to talk about non-suicidal self-injury. That's the term that we're using, more colloquially known as self-harm.
1: So, professionals call it non-suicidal self-injury to say specifically that it's not done with suicidal intent. Mm -hmm. So, what this is, just as like a basic description, it's deliberately harming your body. Um, it can be things like cutting, burning, biting, scratching, picking at wounds so they don't heal, pulling out hair, um, hitting yourself, running into things, having someone else harm you, um taking harmful substances like poisons or drugs or prescription medications, um not eating. Tattooing and piercing is kind of debated because that's socially acceptable, but people typically are doing that not, not always. Mm-hmm. But it can be it can be used um, for that same type of release. So people that self-harm or non-suicidal self-injury impacts a a lot of people, basically. Um, But in teenagers specifically, one in 14 girls and one in 10 teen boys um, usually have at least one non-suicidal self-injury experience. That came from the CDC. They also said that the boys um, are more likely to do things that are underreported. So things okay. like cutting, which is what this kind of thing was called for a long time for years, it was yeah. just cutting. Yep. <laughs> there's a lot of other options. Mm-hmm. Um, girls are more likely to do stuff like that, whereas boys are more likely to um, like bruise themselves. And that can, that's a little easier to pass off. It's like, I don't know where that came from. I ran into a table. Yeah. Um. So they, uh, the CDC did a survey of a whole bunch of high schoolers and 17.6 of them had um, harmed themselves in the past year. It declines with 17. age. 17.6%. Yeah. Okay. Um, it declines with age. So 14 year olds, the prevalence was 194 19.4 percent 18 year olds it was 14.7 so it declines a little bit as you get older mm-hmm. um typically starts around age 12 to 14 um is more common in people who have a mental health condition or personality disorder i would argue separately that high school is too young to diagnose a personality disorder but that's <laughs> neither here nor there um and lgbtq plus youth are also more likely to um Experience non-suicidal self-injury it's not a mental health issue of its own okay. it's typically a reflection of like someone who has problems are dealing with and no access or knowledge of um coping skills mm-hmm. so it's a lack of coping skills not a well it's not a lack of coping skill because it's, it's self-injury it's is <laughs> skill. yes um so there are six different reasons uh, different places say different things, but mm-hmm. I liked these six. Mm-hmm. So one of them is distraction from feelings or an attempt to regain control of feelings. So you're feeling something really, really strongly and you're trying to distract yourself from it. Or like um, sometimes I'll explain anxiety to like when I had a counseling caseload, I would talk mm-hmm. to teenagers about anxiety. Like it's like your thoughts, like, escape from your head and it's a tornado swirling above your head and you Mm -hmm. can't control it and everything's going a thousand miles a second and so they're trying to regain control of that Okay, it can be a release of tension it can be to feel something when you're numb Mm -hmm. sometimes pain is better than nothing yeah it can be an attempt to express themselves or communicate a strong emotion or even document a strong emotion that they can't articulate in other ways Mm -hmm. It can be a way to punish themselves. When I was reading this, I was like, shout out to the Catholics. (laughs) Oh, no, there's a religious background to like, yeah, harming yourself when you feel like you've sinned. That's that's the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So it can be that it can also be um, to experience the temporary and intense euphoria that comes after self-injury. So there's like the initial pain and then there's this just like euphoric feeling that comes afterwards because your brain is flooding itself with endorphins to yeah. not be in pain. Yeah. Um so it can be any of those reasons. So a lot of what I feel like I hear is, um, well, they're just doing that for attention. Yeah.
0: That was gonna be my sarcastic question (laughs) yes (laughs) so alexandria what do you say to the people who say it's just for attention
1: so there are some people who are self-harming to communicate that they're feeling something that they don't know how to cope with Mm -hmm. like there are times absolutely where it is like please help me yeah and
0: that's that's a form of attention but it's not like when people say like it's just for attention there's always such a negative connotation mm-hmm. when it could be like it's a nonverbal way to communicate exactly you don't have those words and yes you might need attention but <laughs> like there are a whole bunch of different types of attention there's medical attention
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like, and having someone Care and compassion, yeah, like wanting someone to pay attention to your feelings is so normal, mm-hmm. especially at that age. Mm-hmm. But like your brain's not done forming till you're 25. You need help to cope with stuff. Mm-hmm. That's normal and okay. It would be great if we taught more about mental health and we taught more about empathy in mm-hmm. schools. So people had the coping skills and the language to discuss their feelings Mm -hmm. but some people don't Mm -hmm.
0: and if you're saying like this person's just doing that for attention what kind of caring compassionate attention do they need right what are they trying to communicate like you they got your attention (laughs) do something about it it's not like a popularity thing it's a yeah, Non-verbal absolutely not.
1: <laughs> when people are like, "Oh, it's just really trendy." I'm like, "Oh, oh. No. <laughs> no." Nope. Um I mean it it is you are more likely to think of it as an option when people around you are doing it. Mm-hmm. But kind of like when you work in a company culture where it's normal to like take a half day when you're going through stuff personally, you're going to be more likely to do that mm-hmm. if people around you are doing it. Sure. It's just that becomes an accessible coping skill. Other people are doing it. Like, mm-hmm. It's not, it's not trendy. It's not like an infinity tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I have one so I can say that. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so you notice someone self-harming. How do you talk to them? Mm-hmm. Step one, be direct about it. Okay. If you're dancing around using wor- specific words or you're like uncomfortable about it or like you're experiencing your own level of shame about even using. Like the words self-harm or self-injury or even the word suicide because that's maybe something you feel like you need to address if someone's seems like they're having a hard enough time. Mm -hmm. The people that you're trying to talk to, they're going to know you're uncomfortable. They're going to then like take on that shame. Mm -hmm. And it's just not going to be a productive conversation. They're going to feel bad about it. it. It can't help people if there's shame around it. Yeah you have to show that you aren't uncomfortable so that
0: they can have those conversations with you.
1: Right. So even things like, Hey, I've noticed you've been pretty down lately. Like I've seen the cuts on your arms. Is there something you want to talk about? Like my door is always open. Mm -hmm. How have you been doing lately? Even just like a, Hey, how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. And then you can be more direct later on. You don't have to (laughs) come in quite that hot. Yep. Um, Don't use judgment words. Things like bad, unhealthy, stupid. It would be better if, I think, Mm -hmm. Um, if I were you, there's better ways. Um, It's a waste or you're ruining your skin. I've heard things like that, like talking about how scars are ugly and do you really want that? Again, shame, not good. Mm -hmm. And Like when we address
0: this as non-suicidal self-injury, like, and this is a form of a coping skill, even if from the outside you're like, that's not the best one. But if it's the line that's keeping them from becoming suicidal, Mm -hmm. then like those shame words are not helpful because that's what they're using right now. Like, yeah. (laughs) Your words aren't, aren't going to fix it when just like,
1: that's bad. Okay. Got it. Like, it's not a condition in and of itself. Like, uh-huh. it, if that's what wor- what's working, that's what's working. Like, mm-hmm. I've used cigarettes on and off to cope with anxiety. Mm-hmm. I know it's not the healthiest thing. But having someone tell me, like, that's bad when I'm doing it because I'm anxious or mm-hmm. depressed or overwhelmed. Like, cool. Now I have something else to be anxious about. Yeah. I'm not probably going to reach for an even healthier coping (laughs) (laughs) skill. So we're being direct. We're not using judgment words. Um, So things like I've noticed fill in the blank, whether it's that the person um, a good sign is someone wearing like long sleeved clothes Mm -hmm. when, especially when it's hot outside, although schools are really cold. So (laughs) I wore sweatshirts in the summer in high school. Um, so if someone, if their self-injury of choice is cutting or burning or scratching, it's typically people's like arms or stomach or thighs, mm-hmm. um, which really just kind of covers the whole body. I don't know why <laughs> these things I was reading felt like they had to be specific, um, but it can be pretty much anywhere. Wrists are pretty common. Mm-hmm. Um so things like a whole bunch of bracelets or um, long sleeve clothes or even like baggier clothes because wearing tight clothes when you've like injured your skin can hurt. Yeah. As we learned with our sunburns.
0: <laughs> that is true.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or even someone just like participating less or uh, same signs as depression, mm-hmm. honestly. So which same. you had mentioned,
0: like it's not a mental health concern in and of itself. like mm-hmm. It stems from something else. So it
1: might very well be. like It very commonly is depression, depression or, anxiety. or anxiety. Yeah. Um, Which is so scary how prevalent that is in teenagers. Mm-hmm. I'm so worried about their brains. And they have so many uh, good and important things to contribute to the world.
0: They're getting there.
1: They're going to they, do I, it. They are. They're
0: going to do it. They are.
1: Gen Z is going to fix the world. Um, No pressure. <laughs> so when you're talking to someone, point out what you've noticed. They feel seen now. That's, That's great. Because if you have like scars on your arm or cuts on your arm, you know, people are seeing those. Mm-hmm. You can feel people looking at them and for no one to say anything, just clouds it in shame. Yeah. The same way as not the same way, but similarly to if you like dance around the words.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you notice whatever you notice and you're wondering if you'd like to talk about how you're feeling, because the root of the problem is not the self-harm behavior. It's how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. It is not your job to make them stop, particularly if this is like a friend or a classmate, or a coworker, or a significant other. It's not your job to make them stop. They're going to stop when they have other coping skills that solve the same problems for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you can help them brainstorm other coping skills. You can work on destigmatizing self-injury. So things like tattoos and piercings, um, Like, I've gotten a piercing when I was really stressed out, and I don't know that I could have (laughs) pointed to it and been like, ah, Uh. I wanted the release from that. (laughs) But, like, that's what it was. Uh It was a rough point in my life, and I was like, what can I get pierced? (laughs) It was 8 p.m., and I just called a whole bunch of tattoo parlors until I found a place. Mm -hmm. And then I got a piercing. (laughs) And it helped. Mm -hmm. Like, that... Tension release is real. It just that particular way of going about it is socially acceptable. Yeah. It's also expensive. And you also have to be 18. Mm-hmm. It's not particularly accessible. <laughs> right. Usually you have to have an appointment. The first three places I called, they were like, our piercer went home hours ago. Did you have an appointment? Was like, no. <laughs> it's 8 p.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> Um, so destigmatize it. Like it's obviously very prevalent. It's almost one in five teenagers. And it's not like you're encouraging it
0: by destigmatizing mm-hmm. it. Like you can still help that person find other coping skills, but mm-hmm. you also need to create a space where it's going to be safe to talk about, safe to unpack, mm-hmm. safe to come to you and be like, hey, I'm experiencing this. And I need help, like, in coming to you because it's a safe space. So, like, there's, you aren't harming that person in mm-hmm. any way by destigmatizing it. You're
1: just saying it's gonna be safe here, right? Um, kind of like discussing safe sex. Like, if you're gonna do it, here's how you do it safely. So you mm-hmm. can do kind of the same thing around, um, self injury. So if someone is cutting, talking about like what type of blade they're using and how deep they're going and making sure it's not enough that they need medical attention or stitches. Cause they're not likely to seek help mm-hmm. for stuff like this. Yeah. Um, infection, infection. Like, are you cleaning the blade? Are you sanitizing it beforehand? Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: who are you going to call if you do accidentally cut too deep? Like who is safe? Where mm-hmm. are you doing this? Are you safe while it's happening? Mm-hmm. Um, you can encourage therapy. That's a great idea. Don't force it on people who aren't ready. Mm -hmm. Again, not your job to fix.
0: Also may not be immediately accessible because Mm -hmm. particularly like if you aren't the parent of this person, therapy often requires parental consent and appointments and a cost. And transportation. And transportation. And if this person isn't ready to talk to their caregiver about it, or maybe their caregiver is the person who's unsafe, like, it can't be the, this is the solution. Mm-hmm. Do this.
1: No other options. And sometimes talking to mandatory reporters who don't have a ton of mental health training, like, this could end up being reported mm-hmm. to whatever Child Protective Services. Yeah. Um which isn't great because maybe whatever's whatever they're trying to cope with is happening at home. Mm-hmm. And we probably don't want a social worker visiting their house, pointing it out. Yeah. Um. So brainstorming coping skills. How do we do that? Well, okay. So first we're addressing safety, which I did mention like, where are you when you're doing this? Is it a safe place? How are you going about it? Um, are you making sure there's no like additional injuries that need medical treatment? If you do, how do I help you access that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you know for sure they're safe, and also know that it's non-suicidal self-injury, yeah, which almost always it is. But don't be afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. And again. Destigmatize stigmatize and use the actual word like have you thought about suicide no great move on yes do you have a plan for that <laughs> Yep. <laughs> we will we are doing a <laughs> separate episode about suicide <laughs> um but we're addressing safety first great cool what other coping skills could we maybe have mm-hmm. feel free to jump up with your jump in with your own yep um a great one that I have this like a go-to, hair tie or rubber band around the wrist. Yeah. You just snap it, gives you a like lighter amount of the same release, but can be the same kind of distraction. It's not leaving any marks. And you can have a rubber band around your wrist and nobody's gonna say anything about it. Mm-hmm. We all have hair ties around our wrists. Yeah. I've even just like randomly have a rubber band around my wrist and I'm like, why do I have this? I'm like, oh, it came off my asparagus two days ago and I just put it on my wrist. Yeah. I don't Where else do you put it on your wrist? No, I get that. Um, eating an ice cube um, or holding onto an ice cube. Mm-hmm. Careful how long you're doing that and don't do it with salt in your hand. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> um that was like a thing that went around on the Internet, like how long, like put salt on your hand and then put an ice cube in it. And like, how long no, can you hold it? No, that burns your skin. Idea. Terrible idea. Yeah. Our goal is things that provide the same relief without. Self-injury. Mm-hmm. So um, holding an ice cube. I'm a big fan of cold showers with your clothes on. I'm going to explain it. I'm ready. (laughs) Nobody likes it when I first say it, but it makes so much sense. So cold shower, shocking, puts you right back in your body. Mm -hmm. You're not going to make it very long. That's okay. The goal isn't to stay in the shower. It's to get back in your body. Yeah. So overwhelming feelings, ground yourself, cold shower. Shoot. Now all my clothes are wet. I have to do something about this. I'm cold. They're wet. I need to dry off. I need to take care of these clothes. I need to find dry clothes. Look, I just distracted myself. That's good. Whatever feeling I was having a hard time coping with, chances are it's not as overwhelming Mm -hmm. after you do all those things. That's smart. Pair of shorts and a tank top. I'm not saying, like, jeans and a sweatshirt. (laughs) Uh If it's going to weigh 20 pounds when it's wet, that's a lot of work. Uh We're looking for a thin layer of clothing. Makes sense. (laughs) But I'm a big fan of that. Um, But even things like going for a walk, um, walking in the grass barefoot is a super grounding activity. Um, Even just, like, going outside in the cold without a coat on. Mm -hmm. So grounding. Mm -hmm. Um, chewing gum. And then obviously ways to like start to cope with your feelings. Things like journaling can be helpful. Um, sometimes even if you can name the feeling that you're having, yeah. that can give you some type of power over it and you can control it a little bit better. Um, calling someone, whether that's to call them and be like, hey, tell me a story mm-hmm. or hey, I'm gonna cry. Don't ask me any questions. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to discuss it. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't have to be a call for help. It's a call for like, it doesn't have to be like, hey, this just happened. It can be right. We're trying to distract ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So and then um, some therapists recommend doing things like a list or of things that would be helpful in an accessible place, or even a box of things that could be helpful. So we could keep a rubber band in that box. Mm-hmm. Um, gum, you could keep a journal in there. Um, I don't, I can't think of any other ideas right now, <laughs> Um, but keeping a box of things that like, you know, are helpful when you're feeling overwhelmed or anxious, Um, maybe a list of people that you can call that you've like discussed this with ahead of time. Yeah. So that you don't have to think about it. Like, right. You don't have to be like, Oh shoot. I need to distract myself. What are all my things? It's like, go to the box and it'll tell me
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in there.
1: Yeah. So the sooner you can kind of start recognizing like, Hey, this feeling is escalating and I'm getting close to like wanting to do this particular thing. Like whatever mm-hmm. your self injury of choices. Um, if you can feel yourself getting there mentally, like before you're at the point of no return, like grab the box, yeah. go through it, see if there's something helpful. If there's not like 20% of your peers have been there. And I really think that number's higher. Mm-hmm. Like there's not shame around. There is shame from me. No shame around non suicidal self injury. Like it's a legitimate coping skill. Um, it's just okay to also replace it with mm-hmm. other things um that's all i got anything you want to add
0: i don't think so i think that was very helpful it is mental health awareness month so that's kind of the um onus behind this but thanks so much for sharing that with us alexandria and thank you so much for listening to us chat about non-suicidal self-injury as always let us know if you have any topic suggestions we can research and get opinionated on Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Overreaction Podcast. That's O-V-A-R-Y Action Podcast. You can comment or DM us there for topic suggestions. You can like our Facebook, also at Overreaction Podcast. And if you like what you heard, subscribe to us wherever you're listening to podcasts right now to get notified whenever we post. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star review and tell your friends so we can empower more women to be opinionated on these topics. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.